When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. You're a rich girl, and you're gone too far, cause you know it don't matter anyway. You can rely on the old man's money, you can rely on the old man's money. It's a bitch girl, but it's gone too far, cause you know it don't matter anyway. Say money, money won't get you too far, get you too far. Who's 
sell out in the stores. You tell me who flop, who cop the blue drop, who jewels got rocks, who's mostly dope, she down to the tube top. The same old pimp, bass, you know ain't nothing changed but my limp. Can't stop till I see my name on a blimp. Guarantee a million sales, call a level up. You don't believe in Harlem World, nigga, double up. We don't play around, it's a bet, lay it down. Niggas didn't know me 91, bet they know me now. I'm the young Harlem nigga with the Goldie sound. Can't no PD, niggas hold me down. Cooler, screw me to the game, now I know my duty. Stay humble, stay low, blow like hoodie. Stay clean, triple beam, lyrical dream. I'll be that. Catch a seat at all events, bent. Cats in holsters, girls on shoulders, play what? I told you, me and Mike's to me, lose too much. I lose too much. Step on stage, the girls boo too much. I guess it's cause you run with lame dudes too much. Me lose my touch, never that. If I did, ain't no problem to get the gap where the true players at. Throw your rollies in the sky, waiting side to side, and keep your hands high while I give you girl an eye. problems we see <laughs> what is up oh that was horrifying but i'm gonna leave it in i'm not gonna edit that no no new week new ryan i'm leaving that in what's up folks it's so bad it's good with ryan bailey i of course am ryan bailey oh we did it again we we just blew through another weekend and we even stopped to appreciate it i know i didn't um <laughs> but we've got a whole Week ahead of you, as I say every week, the good news, we've only got four days until the next weekend. The bad news, I mean, there is no bad news. We can make this week whatever we want, so let's try to let's try to do something with it. You know, I was, this is a great show. Of course, we have Sophie Ross for our pop culture roundup, and it's just, it's, 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 I don't know, it's just very easy for me to talk to her. Uh, it, it, it's, um... Sometimes I don't have to get nervous with her. You know, she can go anywhere. It's just, it's like fun to bounce off people that you're completely comfortable with. Uh, but this week, you guys, please, if you have friends, and I know you're like, guys, if you have fr- if you don't have friends, I'm so sorry. But if you have friends, start getting some people. This is like LuLaRoe. I want everybody to get eight friends. And underneath those eight friends, I want you guys to get 16 friends. I want to build <laughs> I want to build a very powerful army slash audience. Um, we've got a great week of shows. And I don't know, like, I mean, you know, and you guys might have heard these guests on other shows, but you didn't hear them on mine yet. And I think that's what the uniqueness of anybody you interview is the person that interviews them. You know, you got to see it's like. Like, I know when I uh, listen to Stern, I, I can't wait to hear how Stern deals with a certain sort of guest. So let me just say, I think, you know, we had a big week. 
I think Spencer Pratt is going to be here this week from the Hills. I think Miss Dorinda Medley might show up. Um, I I know uh, Mike Johnson from the Bachelor franchise might pop in. It's almost too much, folks. I might have a a director that I'm a very big fan of from Netflix might be on the show. I I mean, we are just, we're firing, our guns are blazing. Is that a term? We're firing at all of our guns blazing. Is that a term? I'm, I'm totally fine, folks. It's Sunday night, and I'm a little giddy because... I thought I had lost a complete audio track of me and Sophie, and I was trying to work on my Sophie imitation to just, like, try to re-record it. Like, oh, shut up, Ryan. I think you're stupid. No, you're stupid, Sophie. You know, and it just wasn't working. But I finally, I I can't stress to you guys enough how non-technical I am. and Because it, it would surprise, because I think you're like, oh... I, I hear a lot of computerized things that you do, and I know you do that Dorit imitation where you're like, beep, boop, bop, beep, boop, 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 where she's a robot, but I don't really know technology that well. I can already feel myself turning into my parents how they don't even know how to work a simple remote. I mean, I still remember one of the saddest moments of, of getting older and, and showing my dad how to make an Apple playlist again and again and again. And I, at a certain point, I was like, are you... Are you joking with me? Is this, are, are you, are you pranking me or is this, you really need me every time I come home to teach you? And then it's, it's when, it's when the student becomes the teacher, you know, because every time I tell my dad how to make a playlist, he'll be like, okay, yeah, okay, 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 now it makes sense. And then the next time I visit, doesn't make any sense at all. Dad, if you're listening, hi, I actually found out my dad listens more than my mom does. My mom likes to snoop around on my Instagram. So if you're trying to get a hold of my mom at all, just comment on one of my posts because I know she does not understand any of them, but as a good mother, she likes them. And I was, I think a lot of you guys are the same way with your parents. Probably my mom loves the Facebook still. And I'm like, mom, there's not, none of the good action is even on Facebook. She loves to snoop on, it's not snoop per se, because I don't really use Facebook, even though I do have a Facebook group that I have been posting in so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey, go join. I think one of the questions is Justin Bieber, do you have your computer with you, which is a a, a funny bit we used to do, which I think I'm going to do again soon. Uh, Bill and Becky Bailey's an answer and just promise not to be an asshole pretty much, but Go in there. Please post away. It would be nice to form a group of nice, like-minded people. And it, it it's cool because it just kind of shows that people are digging this and, and we're, we're doing something. And it's really, hey, I say this every week. It's really exciting. Anyways, the point is my mom likes to spy on me. That's the point. And she'll do this thing, you guys. I don't know if your parents do this where she will, uh, she'll go, oh, your friend Nick looked like he had a nice meal last night and i'll be like what why how what what did nick tell you oh well i was on his facebook and he had a very nice meal and i'm like okay well good she goes i liked it i i hit the like button i liked his meal and sometimes i'll you know i'm okay to keep using nick as as an example but nick and heather his wife they they have this beautiful baby girl and I'll, sometimes it'll be the thing that pops up on my Facebook feed when I go to wish happy birthdays. By the way, Facebook is really the keeper of birthdays for me. Like, that's where I, I, I go there to see whose birthday it is that day. And sometimes you get like 30 in a day and you're like, damn, April 12th, I know way too many people. I've got to, I've got to knock off some friends on April 12th because it's taken me 30 minutes to get through these. And then you're like, happy birthday, exclamation point. Let's make this one different. It's happy birthday, period. 
then this one, I'm going to do happy birth. Yay. Make that a little funny. And then if it's a guy, I like it. go happy birthday, dude, exclamation point, you know? Um, but my mom, I noticed with the baby pictures, my mom's the first comment. Oh, it's like she set alerts on my friends. So she knows exactly when they post. And then it's almost like she's shoving it in my face, acting like she's a better friend to my friends than I am, which is quite the possibility, by the way. But she's like, oh, I noticed you didn't like Nick and Heather's mom. Mom, I don't even really go on Facebook. It's it's a it's a dying art form. Like, I swear to God, mom, are you on TikTok? No, 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 no. TikTok's for kids. Facebook's where it's at. I'm like, mom, Facebook is not where it's at. Oh, you on Twitter, mom? No, 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 no. Facebook. Facebook's for me. And then my dad will be like, oh, your mom's always on that thing on her iPad. And then my dad does the same damn thing. Does the same damn thing. It's it's ridiculous, you guys. I don't know if you deal. Anyways, Bill and Becky Bailey are coming out to Long Beach, California. This Wednesday, they'll be here for a week. <laughs> Even when I don't go to visit them, they like, we got to visit you now. We're going to make it so we visit you 40 minutes out where you live. So you have to come up. And this is going to be exciting. On Saturday night, if anybody's in town in Los Angeles, we will be visiting my dad's first time. We're going we're gonna to pop this guy's cherry on a little place called Tom Tom. Uh, he's very excited, but my mom likes to point out that she has already been there. And my dad goes, I know, Becky, I know, but I have not been there. So we are going on Saturday night. We hope it's a magical evening. I would love for my dad to get photos with Mr. Tom Sandoval and Mr. Tom Schwartz. Uh, I hope my mom gets to meet Lisa and talk her ear off about Facebook. There's so many possibilities and there's so many ways this could go wrong. So I'm very excited. If anybody's in the area, if you want to come say hi to Bill and Becky, I'm sure they will uh, be tickled um, that that anybody knows them. Because they love, they really do love it. So, in fact, I might just hire people to come up and go, Bill and Becky podcast. And also, I want to remind you, I talk about this with Sophie, but Tom Girardi, the office estate sale this weekend, I think final bidding's in a couple days. And you guys have really shown me up with some of these bids, really outbidding me on this autographed Jay Leno photo that I'm livid about. Um, the cool thing is you might see me and my parents outside of the Thomas Girardi because you have to go pick it up yourself. So I think what I'm going to be doing on Sunday is I'm going to go there with a microphone and a camera and I'm going to do a little Bravo action news. I'm going to be like Ryan Bailey here at the Thomas Girardi estate sale. A uh, very dramatic scene here today on this beautiful Sunday, a day of rest for some, but not for but not for people looking for a deal. Sir, what did you get? I bought two staplers. And uh, why, why did you buy those staplers? Well, I'm just a fan of stapling things. Well, that's great, sir. Thank you so much. And I'm just, I, I figure I could just interview a bunch of people. You know, there might be some stars in the, I mean, could you imagine if Lisa Vanderpump does buy a lot of things just to get back at Dorit? Or PK gets stuff to give, like PK buys up like a bunch of stuff so we can like kind of give one to Erica each Christmas. And he's like, you're cold, Erica. You're inherently cold still. Here's your husband's bookshelf. It is wild. Have you got, I did a whole podcast on it last week, but it is wild the stuff they are selling. Anyways, also I did think of this. Wouldn't it be wild if you get there and they're selling Mikey Minden? Erica's old choreographer assistant. Like, how much do you think Mikey would go for in this estate sale? 
Because also, if if Erica is proven to need to pay these victims out of what she has left, I mean, Mikey's a part of that game, right? Like, is there a possibility I could own the name Erica Jane at some point? Think about it. I mean, we can all go in on the name Erica Jane. Just like with Dorinda, Airbnb, they put up Bluestone Manor for two nights, which went in like a millisecond. You think Ticketmaster concert sales are rigged that seems like ri- i'm gonna talk to dorinda about that this week i'm gonna try to snag an invite without having to go through airbnb <laughs> what if i just tell dorinda hey i know where you live <laughs> what's up <laughs> can i get leah's number okay cool um that's enough comedy humor haha well no it's not actually isn't i just wanted to remind people lisa renna might be the most annoying housewife of all times and I, I, I talk about this with Sophie today, too, is that I am not saying she should be off the show. I like I enjoy disliking people. I found out I found out something very disturbing this year is that part of my enjoyment of this show is disliking somebody very passionately. And that just I mean, because Lisa, I mean, obviously, Lisa, I feel like she is some kind of like she is one of like a CGI creature at Hogwarts. Like you would, you would not be surprised if she showed up as a villain in a Harry Potter movie, right? And Harry'd be like, "Who's this annoying as hell teacher?" And he's like, ah, "Harry." And then you find out she's a villain because she meets up with the other Dementors, and the Dementors are like, "Oh, girl, you look worse than us." Ah. Um, but she, I just don't. And the thing is, she's got to pipe down because she is flapping those old bony gums so much. That Ronald Richards, that guy that's after Erica Jane, is now coming after her and saying he's going to depose her, saying, okay, we're going to find out exactly what you know. Because Lisa loves to run her mouth, and she thinks she knows how the games run, but I don't think she does know how the games run at all. And I think she's going to like kind of be in potentially for a world of hurt. Uh, potentially. Who knows? Uh, I hope everybody was safe over the weekend, especially the East Coasters. I know, uh, uh, thankfully, New York did not get hit as, hit as hard as they thought with the uh, the hurricane hurricane Henri, which was uh, a very fancy name for a hurricane, but I think it it just missed New York. But I hope everybody was safe because man, I I was trying to pick out a song for the the mix in the beginning, and I was uh, there was an old Basement Jacks song called uh, "Where's Your Head At," and I I was listening to that and I was working with it before I got to the Hollow Notes one, and I was just I was thinking, man, where's your head at? It is such a crazy time. You got that stuff and you, you got the Afghanistan, Kabul, uh, the weather, the, the vaccine, COVID, the Delta surge. I mean, so much. But like the only way I can the only way I cannot go crazy because I do, you know, like I get sad so much. The only way I can get through it, though, is go, man, look how much we've gotten through. You know, it's like it didn't take us down. We can keep. Like, oh my God, we're so used to this that you can throw more stuff on it. We're like, cool. Okay, what else do you got? What else do you got? I mean, I hope everybody is staying sane out there because it is so damn tough. I mean, they are really, I mean, it it just, it's a wild time. So I hope everybody's being safe out there. I just found out I was supposed to go to Nashville for uh, Labor Day weekend with my my buddies, my my one of my best friends, Steve, uh, just found out uh, they're blessed. Him and his wife uh, are pregnant again, and they already have twin girls, and they they're having another baby. And he pretty much reached out to me and my buddy Sean and my buddy Matt uh, Buyer, and said, "Hey, hey guys, this is might be the last time I ever see you guys again, and uh, let's all do so. Let's all go somewhere." And 
you know, a couple months ago, we said, okay, everything seems to be good. We're all vaccinated. We're, you know, I already got COVID. And uh, we said, what about Nashville? We were like, hey, we're a bachelorette party, which, by the way, we found out later that Nashville is like the number one spot for bachelorette parties. I thought it was for cool dudes. Like, I thought it was like a cool dude music town, but it turns out it's just a lot of bachelorette parties, but whatever. We made our arrangements, so we were all excited. But then today we found out, which is very smart, Steve said, hey, man, like, uh, we don't believe in the vaccine. No, he said, uh, he just said, hey, you know, our two little girls, our two little ones, you know, they're unfortunately, they can't be vaccinated and Bren's pregnant. And, and uh, so, you know, we're, we're going to, you know, I, I can't do the Nashville thing anymore. And it's like, you son of a bitch, you pay me back. At, no, I, we were like, of course. I mean, it, it, it's, and then we were, so he lives in Richmond, Virginia. And uh, so we, we might try to go out there and, and see him and, and try to be there for him. But it's, uh, it's, it sucks. It sucks when things, when you're like, ah, I don't think we're really quite out of the woods yet and we got to be so safe still and it's so tempting because there's so many cool concerts and i've got so many plans myself and i'm trying to be safe and i'm trying uh, anyways i but we're not here to talk about any of that i just wanted to say i'm very aware of all of the craziness out there and i hope you guys are being safe and keeping your heads above water because man it's tough it is so tough i mean and the only thing that we have the only thing we truly have folks is our TVs, our reality TV, and what a great week it has been. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills still knocking it out of the park. Uh, Real Housewives of Potomac tonight, Sunday night. Oh, you guys, if you are not on board, those ladies are delivering. I, I, I feel like if Beverly Hills wasn't as strong this season, Potomac would be the number one reality show because it is just that good this season. But we got Beverly Hills, and Beverly Hills is having a season that you can't predict, and they'll never be able to have it again, by the way. Honestly, Beverly Hills will not be able to top this season. Uh, you can scream at your radio all you want, folks. I am telling the truth, and you know it. But Potomac, these ladies, man, oh, Giselle, Giselle is on that Lisa Rinna precipice for me where I'm not there yet, but I feel one day, maybe a decade or so, if Giselle stays there, which I imagine she will because where else is she going to go, you know? Um, <laughs> that I could get there. I could get there because her with her little facial reactions and her coming for Dr. Wendy, I just don't like it. Dr. Wendy's a very sensitive lady and we need to protect Dr. Wendy. We just do. And I got to tell you, man, Maya, Maya, really, she she had a little bumps with the ladies, but she is in there, man. I love she's letting her freak flag fly. She is like a housewife. You know, I love when housewives... You know, you get to see why they're housewives. She's like, she's got a little weird in her, but she's also really funny. But she's also got like kind of a beautiful story because, you know, her mom was a drug addict and left her when she was a kid. I mean, there's like a real beautiful story there, which makes a good housewife, too. So you guys, if you're not doing uh, Potomac, please start for me. It's my Make-A-Wish Foundation wish, please. Uh, Shots of Sunset ended tonight, uh, a very, I think, successful season. Did you guys dig it? Also, Bravo chat room, uh, Leah McSweeney's on tonight. They, they're doing guests all this next two weeks because uh, Watch What Happens Live is on vacation. And unfortunately, Giselle's on that as well. But Karen Huger was on tonight. I haven't watched that yet. Leah McSweeney's tomorrow. Lala Kent's on this week. But they've been banging it out with some great guests. I just don't think Giselle's a great um, host. So whatever. Hey, I'm what they call a hater. Okay? I am drinking the haterade, as they like to say. 
Um, is there anything? Oh, oh yes. Also, Maritza Lopez, who makes all the amazing, beautiful graphic artwork for the show posts, which are just so, it, you know, part of part of uh, sorry, the cops are coming for me. The part of uh, this podcast, I feel, is the visual style. That is such an important piece, even though it's a podcast. Visualizations have always been so uh, such an important part for me as a kid. And if you could see my room or my rooms growing up, you could see all like the posters and the images I would paste everywhere. And it, and Medica is just so talented. It's like I used to dream about somebody that had that kind of gift that I knew, and I do know that person. Unfortunately, she's also a dumb dumb because. You guys know that movie that Randall Emmett directed, La La's Boyfriend, uh, Fiance, Midnight in the Switchgrass. So I guess it's already on DVD. This nut, Maritza, rents the movie from one of those red box things, okay? Rents it like two weeks ago, keeps forgetting to turn it back into red box. She just texted me tonight. She goes, ah! And I was like, oh no, what happened? And she goes, I forgot to turn in the movie again. She now has... Probably she is the number one person that has given the most money towards that movie, including Randall. And by the way, she's like, literally, that movie has made $80 uh, domestic, and it's all from Medica. Like, Medica is the number one box office goer of Midnight in the Switchgrass. And it is just hysterical. This is how Randall makes his money. People just forget. He's like, let's pack those red boxes nationwide because we know there's a bunch of Medicas out there who will not return. What if what if Midnight in the Switchgrass makes $80 million and it's all from Medica? <laughs> We do a we do a GoFundMe to like help Maritza pay her midnight in the switch. <laughs> midnight. Hey, this is me, Maritza Lopez. I've kept midnight in the switch grass for eight hundred and thirty days. It's so bad. It's a haunted DVD. Also, she's. <laughs> <laughs> she could have streamed it. She's why did you? But so why did you stream it? She she. She, <laughs> she physically went to a red box and said, "This looks good." <laughs> she. Doop da doop da doop. Ooh. Movies. Oh, what's he? Oh, ooh, Paw Patrol. That looks good. Oh, ooh, ooh what's this? Justice League. Oh, ooh, Midnight in the Switchgrass. Sounds romantic and a little scary. I think I'll rent that. You know what? I guess I could rent it on my computer, which is attached to my TV. But you know what? I'd like to get a physical copy. It makes me feel closer to Randall. <laughs> Randall wakes up tomorrow and goes, Lala, we can keep the house. We just made another $3,000 off Manita Lopez. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, let's call. Let's call Manita and see if she answers this. We've... Oh, I don't... <laughs> This is going to be great. Wait, one sec. Damn it. This is why I need a producer or something that just records with me. <laughs> wait, 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 let's hear a call. Hi, this is Maritza. <laughs> hey, uh, we're live on the podcast right now. And I just told everybody how you haven't returned Midnight in the Switchgrass. <laughs> I know. 
You've given Randall a billion dollars now. No, that's going to Ocean's college fund. How many days have you had it now? Like eight. Oh, I, wait. No, you've had it like two weeks. What do you mean eight? You've had it longer than it took to shoot the movie. I know. I know. Wait, so why don't you just go return it right now? Because, like, I've already paid for it pretty much. Like, <laughs> really? Are you going to watch it again? Wait, do you want, wait, do you watch it each night you forget to turn it in? <laughs> no, but I'm going to watch it as soon as I find it. Wait, you haven't watched it yet? No. <laughs> wait, what? You have, wait, wait, and you lost it? I thought you just forgot to turn it in. No, I... I, I haven't watched it. <laughs> Wait, did you lose it, though? I mean, it's somewhere here. I just don't know where. Oh, my God. What if Randall calls you tomorrow and go, y- you owe me. That copy costs $2 million. Sorry. <laughs> oh, okay, well, I just did, like, 30 minutes on this, so say goodbye to everybody. All right. Bye, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Oh, I didn't know she lost. <laughs> well, I wonder what other movie. What if she's lost every one of Randall Emmett's movies? <laughs> okay, I know that might have been super annoying for some. Remember, there are timestamps and you can skip right to Sophie if you want. The other thing I was thinking when I was like, it's Sunday night. Obviously, I'm slap happy. I was trying to find that audio file, but I, <laughs> I'm happy I found it. But I was thinking this would be so much easier if you guys could just come to me. And I don't even have to hit record and I can just like, we could just do it in my bedroom or something, you know, like, or like a bigger space. And that way I don't even have to put it out. I can just be like, yo, what's going on in pop culture? <laughs> Whatever, you guys. Uh, I love everybody. Um, I'll talk to everybody on Tuesday. Um, <laughs> here's Sophie for us with the pop. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm back. Um, I do want to say where... <laughs> Okay, so there's going to be not one, not two. There's going to be three commercials that iHeartRadio is having me do. And I think that's a good sign. So I'd love it if you listen to them. I know it's a pain sometimes. I do believe in the products. Uh, I have tested them out. And we actually have a new uh, sponsor today, which I'm very excited about. So uh, please listen if you can. That would be great. Uh, Or you can, you know, you can fast forward. You can hit that 30 second button if you've already heard the commercial before. But I think we got some new ones. So I just wanted to warn everybody because I know it's annoying to sometimes break up the flow of an interview. I'm aware of that. But that's what keeps the lights on. Uh, I'm hoping to get paid soon. And it would be dope if uh, if if people paid attention to them. So I'm going to, I'll stop groveling now and we're going to get to the pop culture roundup. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome uh, to your Monday episode of So Bad It's Good with Brian Bailey. We've already, we blew past the weekend so quickly. Uh, as always, we have uh, my, my favorite guest of the week, always uh, one of the best writers we know, one of the best humorists we know. I want to just c- keep throwing compliments her way so there's no way that she'll be able to impress us at all with her performance today. She is reporting live from a potential hurricane in New York City, Miss Sophie Ross. Sophie, how are you today? Hi, I'm good. As you can tell, I'm horizontal right now. So yeah, wait, wait, wait. So Sophie's usually in some sort of lounging position, but today's even further 
it's it's almost a complete horizontal. Yeah, you can see all of my chins right now. So yeah, <laughs> you, you look like Tom Hanks right now. It's very <laughs> chin. No, uh, what uh, I saw you were at a wedding last. By the way, I love that I'm kind of like Sophie's mother in a way where I'm like, it looked like you had fun at your wedding last night. Did you have fun? <laughs> I know. And I'm just like, what do you want to know? Um, yeah. Mom, leave me alone, mom. It's yeah, my I life. Had two of my college friends got married in Philadelphia. And it was my first time in Philly ever. I was only there for like literally like less than 24 hours. Are you and sure? it was like rainy and gross anyway. I was like, this is Philly. Oh my God. Wait, so you and then you just took the train back? Oh, no, Ryan, I mega bust. <laughs> I actually Wait, are, are you like Sonia Morgan in the Jitney? No, I actually, because I hate Penn Station so much, it like literally gives me anxiety. And the mega bus, it takes the same amount of time. And it's like $20 versus the Amtrak, which is like 80 or a hundred dollars. And like, how long does it take you to get there? It's like less than two hours. And do you go with a friend or are you just by yourself? No, <laughs> I was meeting my friends there. Okay, okay. Because, because I was only staying one night. Everyone else was like making a weekend out of it, but I just stayed one night. And and, and, and so it, I went by myself on the mega bus. I guess the question we, we we have to ask, uh, was there any, any kind of uh, uh, puking into a trash can? Was there any kind of public uh, getting sick this weekend at all? No, honestly, honestly, no. Like, it was, but it was so funny. I was like, yeah, I took the mega bus today and everyone thought I was kidding. I was like, no, I'm serious. <laughs> um, well, uh, was it a good wedding? Was it awesome? Yeah, yeah, it was great. It's like, they're so, the they're very perfect for each other. So I obviously was like, cry, I always cry at weddings. Like, Do you I, really? I, yeah. I oh, do you think you'll cry at your sister's? Oh yeah, for sure. I cry. I, I'm going to be like crying during like the speech that I'll give. Like I already <laughs> oh know. Oh my God. When my yeah. sister got married, like I, like, I'm like, I wish I had been closer with my sister. She's my little sister. And just for like, there's so many reasons, but like when I went to her wedding, for some reason, the moment she went down the aisle, I started sobbing. I was, it was like ugly. It was like, <laughs> like it was the point where my grandma was like, what's going on? Like it was wild. And then I had to go up and sing. I had to sing love changes and everything by Andrew Lloyd Webber. And I'm not, an amazing singer so it was like love love changes everything <laughs> and i was trying not to cry oh at the God. same is there a video was... of that oh of course there is yeah i want to see that we're gonna save it for the documentary um oh my god wait so wait isn't there supposed to be a hurricane in new york right now or did that not happen yeah. also my parents were like honey we don't want you to go this weekend because of because of hurricane Henri. no they didn't say it like that but you're you like know. i am the hurricane mom well i was like what like it's gonna end up being nothing because it never they always you know how it is they always act like it's gonna be like a huge like tropical storm hitting new york and then it's like a day of like moderate rain yeah they and canceled they canceled that it, whole new york concert last night before bruce springsteen and paul simon got to come out they canceled it the new york concert I don't know if it was like heavily raining. It was definitely raining in Philly last night. It might've been because of like the heavy rain. Cause it's definitely raining, but like, it's nothing that like would have had me stuck in Philadelphia. That's what they were like worried about <laughs> that. I was going to be like stuck without power. <laughs> I'm like, Oh my God, relax. <laughs> um, well, I, I, I mean, this is an, another tragic story. 
And uh, I think just in the world we live in, but this horrified me. And I hate to start off with a, a, a sad one, but this just, there's no reason for this. Uh, Lizzo joins Matthew McConaughey by making decision to stop wearing deodorant. The truth hurts singer claims she smells better after nixing deodorant from her hygiene routine. Now, what the hell is going on in America that this is even something we're like, I mean, the vaccine alone, like we're fighting about vaccines, but we can't all agree to wear some damn deodorant. And then in this article, Sophie, it goes on to say that um, uh, actress Yvette Nicole Brown worked with Matthew McConaughey on Tropic Thunder and got very close to him. And he he smelled fine. He smelled like granola, she said. That's not a good thing to smell like, by the way. We should not aim to smell like granola. I do not understand what it is with celebrities and like their hygiene issues lately. Like, why I are we making it? it you know, why are we? Why, hasn't the world been through enough? Why throw that? Throw yourself into the ring of I too will not clean my my, yeah. my body in the right way. Also, the deodorant thing, I I feel more like my armpits feel uncomfortable when I don't have deodorant on. You know what I mean? Yes, like, you're a normal human feels, being. Yeah, it feels good to put on deodorant. And it, like, feels better. Like, I just can't ever fathom a situation where, like, I, I'm like, no, I just, I'm not going to wear deodorant ever anymore. Like, what? Yeah, I mean, just like, how, like, how perfect does your life have to be where you make a decision like that to throw throw some kind of hysteria in your path of like, my life is going too good. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start trying to make myself smell. And like Jake Gyllenhaal, it's always these good looking people. It's always the talented ones. Lizzo can sing her ass off. And she's like, I'm going to make you hate me one way or the other. I'm going to make you hate me. And like, I don't see why you would do like, and also if that really is your secret saw, like if that's your secret thing, keep it secret. Why would you ever want to, you want me to be like you? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm like, why are they even telling us this stuff? Like, no one cares, and it's really embarrassing. Yeah, like, what if you, what if Lizzo was like, I too will not brush my teeth for this tour? Like, you would not want to be around Lizzo. Yeah, it's like that's just like embarrassing for you. Like, why are you telling? No one asked. I just don't know where we got it. Like, everybody's saying like they don't bathe their kids now, and to me, oh, like God. it started off as just like a lazy thing. Like, yeah, like you probably get to the end of the day, you're tired, you don't want to bathe your kids, but don't act like it's some like scientific thing that like your skin is better for it, you know? Yeah, and it's like it's very normal to like not wash your hair that often. That's like th- something that like women are like you know have been told for a while now like you should wash your hair only like twice a week or whatever as i do like every other day but i shower regardless like (laughs) i feel like it's like that's different like it's fine to not wash your hair every day but your body needs to be bathed yeah i mean i the 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 fact that me and i'm not even like mr cleanliness and the fact that i'm saying let's let's all like ban like this i swear to god we can't agree on anything these days it's like this isn't even like asking to get vaccinated you guys it's just put some fucking water on your pits and your butt like i don't get why we're even the fact that like lizzo's like yeah i (laughs) anyways sorry i just saw that today and it enraged me because i was like it's it's becoming like a really bad habit these stories are just popping up right and left and i just i don't like we're gonna finally we're gonna hear it from somebody that we like if i have to hear tom hanks doesn't shower i'm gonna lose my shit like i'm gonna freak out oh god um you and tom hanks today I did. I already mention him already. Yeah, I love that guy. I mean, see, this is what I hate. 
Tom Hanks got roped into that QAnon BS. And I hate that this guy works all his life. He like lucks out. Like he's also a great actor. And then he gets lumped up in this QAnon crap and his whole, like, guess what? I've been on movie sets before you work like 16 to 18 hour days and he's in a awesome trailer. He's not going hunting for babies. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry that I brought this up that early in the show, but like he's, I usually wait till the very end of the show to say this, but it's like, you're going to ruin the guy from Castaway's career by making up just really horrible rumors about him. The only thing bad about Tom Hanks is his son, Chet Hanks. Like yeah. that's who, like he should have stopped Chet Hanks. He should have ate Chet as a baby. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he needs some accountability there with how Chet Hanks yeah, took out. But that shows Tom Hanks is just like he's just stars are just like us. They can be horrible parents as well. Like that's yeah, a real yeah. thing. True, true. Um, okay, so we we've warmed up. I need to get your thoughts on a bunch of things. First being Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. It really is the toast oh. of the town right now. Yes. Um, every week I get further enraged, but I think at this point kind of like the deal if like if you're going to step up step up for erica jane right now i really need you to sit down with yourself you're probably smelly because you haven't showered or bathed and say why am i doing this because what are you standing up for at this point like honestly what are you standing up for that's gonna be rena because apparently she's getting deposed own it baby (laughs) yeah so that's what she gets when she tried to do that she was like your friend is hurting and you're worried about your reputation. Honey, princesses worry about the reputations. Oh. Queens don't. I thought about you the whole time. Cause I was like, <laughs> she really thought she really thought she was doing so. She was like, yeah, she thought she did something. this is going to be on a shirt. Everybody. <laughs> oh my she God. I know. I hate amazing. her. So she, she needs to amazing. go. Well, here's the deal. I've accepted this is like the thing that I've grown to accept is that I love to be enraged. So like, I don't want her to leave because she really boils my blood. And that seems no hate watching is definitely a thing. Yeah. But like I, it's not fun for me with Rena anymore. Well, (laughs) I, especially with this, like defending Erica for what, like, and then she goes, I know I'll get, I know I'll get it. I'll get it either way. Damned. If I do damned, if I don't, they're going to say, why didn't you stick up for your friend, Denise? Yeah, we are going to say that because you actually were friends with Denise Sutton, poor Sutton just. And the fact that I'm even saying poor Sutton is wild. Just met your lame ass friend, Erica Jane last year. And she's like, I'll say, I'll say she's supposed to be my BFF. Are you crazy? Like there's no way Lisa, she just met Erica Jane last year. And this is what's funny. Cause you really can tell Sutton is actually used to being rich. Cause she's like, Erica Jane's trash. Like that is yeah. trash. You know? Yeah. She knew she knew. Yeah. Oh my God. Sutton is my queen. She is my absolute queen. I'm obsessed with her and Garcelle. I mean, I have been obsessed with them, but like, especially after this episode, like, thank you. They, without them, it would just be like an ass kissing special. I love, but see, that's what I love. I love this season because it isn't just like, there are roadblocks in the way because on a, a, on another season, I think Erica Jane thinks she would have gotten away with all of this. I think Erica Jane was like, why am I being questioned by everybody? You know, like she thought Rena would have just stepped up and said yes and all would be fine. But that's why I love. And like, I don't like Sutton's my queen this week, but I don't, I still don't agree with the crap she said in the first couple episodes and how she deals with certain race issues, but I love Sutton and what she's doing. But I love the fact that Sutton was like, you know, Oh, this is going to affect my standing with my minor league baseball teams. that I, I know, like, yeah, no, the, the, <laughs> 
like Face ballet, my ballet company. They're not yeah. going to be able to plie without me. Yeah, you know she's rich, rich when she's on all of these like charity boards, and she's yeah, she's she yeah, she has a social standing that she needs to uphold, and she's right. Like you cannot be associated with criminals, especially if you're like in the philanthropy world. Like it makes complete sense that she would want to, you know, distance herself from this, especially where the law is involved. And that she would talk to a lawyer. Like, I love that she had three pages of handwritten notes. Yeah, which is so smart of her. I'm like very impressed by how smart she is. And I was so happy when she was like, when, when, um, people, who was she with? Like Kyle, like whoever it was without, I guess it was when they all were together without Erica. Yeah, yeah. And the first one of them, in one of the, at the beginning of the episode, one of them was like, so, I, it was probably Kyle. So where did the 25 million go then? And Sutton goes, she spent it, girls! <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I mean, I just love that these ladies have watched the show and been on the show in a way that we even haven't. And they've seen Erica brag about all of her wealth. So the fact that anybody's confused at this point is so confusing to me. Cause I'm like, wait, I'm not the smartest bag. I'm, I'm not the smartest guy. in the fact that I even know where the money went, I'm like in the first couple of episodes, she brags about $40,000 a month for the Erica Jane character itself just to have like Mikey and all those guys, let alone every episode she's usually on. She brags about something that Tom bought her. And even like the, if you go back and watch her talking heads, it's just like, that's my lifestyle. I own, you know, it's like she bragged about everything, but we got a further information on how she did spend uh, the money this week. Now, what is your opinion of this Ronald Richards lawyer guy, Sophie? I, okay. So I know a lot of people don't like him and I don't really fully understand why, because he's, I think just representing one of the victims, I think like I, of course he's like, you know, people are like, he's obsessed with Erica. And I'm like, yeah, because he's like, you know, trying to kind of prosecute her. Well, so I have a, I have something to read for you in a second about Ronald Richards. Cause it is, I go both ways on him, but so we want to know where this money went. And then after this week's episode, uh, you know, it got, came out that this, you know, she spent $15 million dollars on her American Express from 2008 until 2020. Uh, But the reality star's lawyers are firing back at the claims. So page six obtained an exclusive letter sent from the trustee presiding over the estranged husband, Thomas Girardi's involuntary chapter seven bankruptcy to Jane's legal team. So as Radar first reported, the trustee recently sued Jane for the return of 25 million from EJ Global, which was lent tens of million dollars throughout the years. But the 15 million in Amex, I mean, that's where it is. Like, I mean, like that's a huge chunk of that. Who, I mean, I once spent thousand dollars on an Amex and I was like, oh my God, I need to check myself into some sort of rehab. Yeah. You know, like, how do you even, yeah. It's like that. You have to work really hard to spend that much money. Yeah. Like, oh my God, it's absurd. Like the fact that she had the audacity, that's what it is. It's like, they thought the Fox force five thought that they could like outsmart the audience and kind of like you know maneuver things and that's why Rinna is gunning so hard for Erica because she really thought she had she had it in the bag because you know Erica has been a fan favorite and like Kyle's you know Kyle the OG you know like she's like it's fine like we've got this but they're assuming the audience is stupid this like, is the second that, year in a row that Rinna has called it wrong in yeah. terms of I think what she thought the audience would go with. Right. She's always on the wrong side of history and that's like very impressive in its own right. But like the fact that Erica had the audacity to say, well, if the 25 million is gone, 
I'd I, like to know where it went. Yeah, by the way, I would love if you heard uh, Kyle's servants in the other room just drop dishes because they're laughing. They're like, ha ah, we know exactly what. Hey, did you ask me? We know where it is. Like, it's on her person. I love, did you see uh, Sutton even said, because she she came in like a Catholic schoolgirl. Yeah. She had the uh, the hair the and the headband. And that's a Sutton- real thing, by the way. She That's why she clearly had gotten a heads up. The fact that, and I I read this in Reddit, so credit. And I like- You know it's right then. Well, no, but it, the the explanation for it made sense that it's a common thing. Like if you look at Jody Arias and like yeah. Casey Anthony, all of these kind of like, you know, previously sexy girls, they show up to court looking like little school girls. Which is get- also kind of sexy. Uh, <laughs> no, but you know, no, but they like, you know, are buttoned up and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she clearly, Erica, you know, did the whole like, where's your latex bodysuit now? She's in um, her headband, her little like. And she drove herself. She drove herself and let the car, let the camera see her pull up. Yeah. Remember, she's like, I can't drink. drink. And they had that awkward where they pronounce yeah. Coke. Coke. Yeah. Do you want a Coke? A Coke? A Coke? Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like she got tipped off by Rinna, supposedly. So yeah. she came in knowing that this was going to be a big question. And that's why also. Everybody at that table kissed her ass at first of like, thank you, Erica, for showing up this evening. Thank, what a brave person to show up. And I, I also want to remind everybody once again, this is she's not doing charity work. She does get paid for this season. She gets paid when she shows up. This is not done out of the kindness of her heart for our entertainment. Um, but I just thought it was a mess, that whole thing, but a really entertaining mess. And it seems like it just keeps picking up because next week we see Garcelle tell Dorit to F off, like F you and F you yes. and F you. And also, did you notice? I don't know if I, I think I might have was having a stroke or something. I think I saw, do you know the guy, John Mellencamp from the 80s, the singer? Oh, oh my God. Yeah. I swear to God, there was like yeah. a ghost. I swear. I don't know if I'm like having a flashback, but I swear to God, I saw Freddie Mellencamp halfway through was at the table. And I, sw- I think I'm really just having weird visions. You just heard, yeah, I, just started, I started zoning out and I was like, that's, I, that only happens when Freddie Mellencamp's on the screen. Cause I started, I just went into an eight hour sleep immediately. I, the fact that the only line that she had all night was like the most fucking annoying part of the episode shows exactly why she was well, fired. And it was like, was it like, Oh great. You agree with Erica. Of course you do. It's Michael Rappaport, you and the blonde lady from uh, the view or whatever. The, yeah. It's like, it's, it's wild. Like, if you're Erica Jane, would you even want Freddie Mellencamp to to stick up for you? Like you'd be like, I can handle it, Freddie. Yeah, you know? yeah. She was like, literally, shut up, Teddy. <laughs> I forgot she was there. Honestly, when she I spoke know. up, because they didn't even do any shots of her at dinner. So when she did show, uh, get a shot and she talked, I was like, oh my god, I forgot she was there. I also love how Kai was like, yeah, Teddy's gonna be there to Dorit on the phone, and Dorit <laughs> was like, oh. <laughs> Oh, well, that'll be nice. <laughs> we'll have to get her drunk. Yes, we'll, she has no baby now. We'll get her shit-faced. <laughs> it, they, these ladies are losing it. Like, I mean. I know. And it's funny. It's just, you wouldn't expect. That's never really, like, from what I can remember, how often do the newbies really just take over the franchise completely and become the new fan favorites, like, immediately? It's really, I mean, it's. 
inspiring. Yeah, it rarely happens. It's usually the audience. They banked on the fact that, you know, the audience doesn't usually side with the newbies. They usually side with the OGs and they got it all wrong because everyone is like completely like Sutton and Garcelle now are like my top five housewives of all time. Really? It's yes. that? Wow. Yes. You know, Kyle, I got to say, Kyle does a really, Kyle does a really good job of like, I feel like she's still so middle of the road, Kyle. Like I can't, like, I don't get mad at Kyle for some reason. Yeah. I'm like, she stays middle of the road. And I think that Kyle, I would be fine with staying on the show and just seeing her lose all of her allies. But um, yeah, Rinna, Erica, they need, Dorit serves no purpose anymore. They can go. (laughs) So, I, I thought it was fascinating on the American Express bill. There's some interesting charges here. Erica Jane also paid Kim Kardashian's best friend, Steph Shep, $102,000 for unknown reasons. This is great. She also paid out $18,000 to the company that owns Billboard and The Hollywood Reporter. So you guys, what happened was that she was on the cover of Billboard magazine, which means she paid to be on the cover of Billboard magazine. Now this is- I didn't even put two and two together. Yes. Oh my God. And by the way, they are selling that Billboard magazine in the Tom Girardi estate sale. You can bid on that, but that whole lot is up to $900 now because you MFers, once I did that podcast, you all bid against me on that signed Jay Leno autograph. And I know you assholes did because I brought it up on the show. And then all of a sudden it went up and you it kept going up. And there's no normal reason why a Jay Leno autograph would ever go up, you know? Wait, explain that again. Okay, so I did a whole episode on every auction item at the Tom Girardi yeah. estate sale. And there's a, a Jay Leno autograph to Tom. And I thought, how ridiculous to have a framed Jay Leno uh thing in your bedroom and so it was like $40 now it's up to like $300 and nobody who would want to change like it makes no sense I mean I I don't know clearly there's wait Sophie Sophie Sophie, say you meet a dude okay and it's going great you go to his place and then all of a sudden you go to his room there's a lot of cool pictures but you see like a a Jay Leno framed autograph to Tom Girardi what do you do I would be I would be baffled. (laughs) But like in a cool way, right? Like, in a like, this guy knows what he's doing, right? Yeah. Yeah. This guy fucks. (laughs) Um, So it says she also appears to have likely dropped a massive amount of money on publicists. Um, So what this leads me to believe too, and what I suspected all along is that remember, these are all favors of how Erica Jane became Erica Jane. Like, You know, she's paid out more money than this character has ever generated. In fact, this is doing probably great business for the Erica Jane brand in that things are worth it right now with her name on it in like sense of like the Tom Girardi estate sale. Um, And I want to remind people, I will be at the Tom Girardi estate sale interviewing people this weekend. Uh, So if you are picking up an item, remember, if you bid on an item, you have to pick it up. And there is an 18 percent sales tax on top of everything else that they get you with at the end. And uh, another way for Tom Girardi to screw everybody over. Yeah. But but yeah, please, I'd love to meet some people. And I think I even might bring my parents down who will be in town. So that'll be so fun. I'm sure it'll be fun for them. They'll be so super proud. Um, (laughs) So the thing I wanted to talk to you about Ronald Richards, though, so. He's like a bulldog and he is going after this big time. But then, so I had this, uh, I've been friendly with this Kimberly Archie lady 
um, who used to work for Tom Girardi at uh, Girardi Keys, and she was in the Housewife and the Hustler, and uh, very very nice. Um, she's a child's right activist, um, but she sent me. I, I was posting some jokes about Erica Jane today. She sent me a bunch of documents that I still need to look over, but she says, and I don't know if this is true. She goes, you guys do realize Ronald takes 45% of anything he gets from Erica and the bank trustee receives 5% plus hourly fees. So victims would get less than 49 cents on the dollar. And not once has he uncovered anything me and Kathy don't already know D- dig up or are dig up or our hired lawyers didn't do it's all for headlines and everyone falls for it. So there seems to be some bad blood between, and I'm going to try to research this more and, and possibly have Kimberly and even Ronald on the show to talk about this, but it does make me think like, we've talked about this idea before of like the people that like stand up for what we think is right. And then they have a bunch of skeletons in their closet or they do things for the wrong reason. Like kind of like what we'll talk about the bachelorette contestants about not being there for the right reasons. But But yeah, that's disappointing to hear. That's all of the money should be going to the victims. Like they can have, I feel like this, this case is getting enough press that whoever is the lawyer or whoever wants to get involved should do it pro bono because you're just going to get press and you're helping out victims you shouldn't uh, i don't know i don't understand enough about this like that might be yeah i don't know well i have a couple lawyers looking into it so i'll know more later in the week but i just thought that was so interesting um but also in your regards to ronald richards going after lisa after lisa said this week innocent until proven guilty in the show uh i think ronald richards quote is innocent until proven guilty is a misnomer in this kind of case there is no presumption of innocence in a civil case most of these housewives are equating knowledge with liability you do not need knowledge to have liability so basically what we're saying is that erica is not it's not a thing of like she did it or she didn't do it and she's going to jail this is a thing about owing money and where did the money go that are that is been paid from the victim's money. So it's not about Erica Jane being innocent or guilty. It's about her, her participating in recovering this money that is owed to the victims. Exactly. That's exactly what, yeah. It's just so, so ridiculous. Like so I, Lisa I, saying that to all the ladies doesn't make any sense of like, it is no presumption of guilty or innocence here. Like in a normal case, like OJ, yeah. you know, it's yeah. It really is just a matter of, Oh, this money is not yours. And like, that's, yeah, now that you know, what are you going to do about it? And a good person would try to, you know, get that money recouped and be honest. And instead she's being a sketchy, greedy, lying, like freak. (laughs) I was so so creeped out by her, honestly, in this episode. Like it was very like, like, like Garcelle said, it's about the victims and like the victims are, you know, the first priority here. And Erica was like, oh yeah, same. Like she was like, that's where I'm coming from. Garcelle said, and Erica was like, that's where I'm coming from too. And Rena was like, that's where we're all coming from. (laughs) And then, and then Garcelle was like, I haven't heard any, any of you mention the victim. (laughs) And I'm so glad she said that because it's true. I'm like, where is the empathy? It is the first time we've have Erica Jane on camera going like, of course the victims yeah yeah like it's like at the very end she finally said yeah, it and she yeah. said it that's when i said the victims the orphans and the widows yeah yeah um but like it's the first time we've got her on camera <laughs> saying something but she was bullied into it by son i i'll say i'll say uh you gotta do these victims and orphans and then <laughs> everybody is like fooled in i don't know it just we know that it wasn't 
on Erica Jane's part of mentioning these, she was like kind of forced to say it right. Oh, exactly. Exactly. And it's like any, she could have so gone into this. If she had come in just like humbled and just like, you know, being like, what the, like angry at Tom, like Garcelle said, it's like, she's not angry at Tom. She hasn't mentioned the victims. It's all, you know, a pity party and like all of these stories that don't add up. So yeah, it's like she played this all wrong because she, if she had shown empathy for the victims and was like, yeah, I'm pissed at Tom that he did this and these people deserve their money and I'm going to do whatever I can. I'm going to start selling some of my items. She would have been a hero. Like yeah. people would have been like, oh my God, that's amazing. But she can't, like, she just played it so wrong. And I can't believe how much they like botch this because clearly, you know, it's an inside job. Her and Tom and Tom's lawyers trying to figure out like what story. What's the best story? Can- yeah, and, she and Sophie, my thing is, he, my thing with is that two things can be true at once. Like Tom can have mental uh, uh, disabilities right now. Yeah. He can't. Like I mean, like at a at a time we all start to lose our faculties. Things can happen, but it just this has been happening a lot longer than three years. But yeah. it is funny how the three years was brought up, and then this episode it went to three and a half to four years. Did you notice? All of a sudden, Erica no. goes, uh, "I'm at three and a half, three and a half to four years." Like she uh-huh. she raised it by a half a year as opposed to the other one when she was talking to crystal i know it's like so it makes but by the end of the season she'll be like 40 when i met him he wasn't in his right mind he wanted to marry me a young well, lady right, right away at this dinner she was like i think what we're dealing with here and and i can't do my erica voice <laughs> yeah and we all have an erica Her like monotone she's like what we're dealing with here is a man that has diminished mentally in the past <laughs> yes years. And it's like, wait, but you're you're just willfully trying to ignore the 27 years before that, before this car accident. It's like she's trying so hard to stick to her story that it like, no, we can't like that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I've thought so much about this and I always kind of am curious and I guess we'll find this out years later is what the first case he did this with. Cause I want to know what that first one was that like, he must've been like, okay, do I deviate? Because all the lawyers I know seem to really take the law very seriously. And like, they, they really think, oh, that's horrifying. especially when you're dealing with victims, you swear these oaths and like the, you know, you, it really does mean something to a lot of the, that to all the lawyers that I, I know, it actually means something. And I'll joke around. They'll be like, this isn't that funny. This is actually very serious. And I'll be like, sorry, I'm just making a joke. Um, anyways. Um, so I just think it's going to be really um, messed up when people that are supporting her right now realize what are you supporting that Erica Jane can keep up her lifestyle? Like, is that what we're support? Like, are we supporting that? We want to make sure she's able to dress expensively. I I mean, like, what are we supporting? Cause she's not going to go to jail probably. So are you, are you supporting the like, yeah, she should be able to keep that victim's money. Yeah, exactly. It makes no sense to me how anyone, and I feel like besides, you know, who you named, like Michael Rappaport, I hate him, but like overall the consensus is that Erica's evil. Like, I feel like the Bravo verse is like pretty united in this. And then she has like, I think each week it gets, I think each week swings more in the favor of Erica's evil each week. I think each week more people like, are like, okay. The yeah. more she talks, the digger, the hole she's deeping, and the more people realize that nothing she makes, nothing that she's saying makes sense or adds up. Totally. So, yeah. Now, I know we're covering this a lot, but I do need your acumen in terms of social media. Now, Erica Jane, now, this is, I feel like I have, like, this black heart, and this is why, like, I, I, I'm suspicious of everything. But Erica Jane um, Instagrammed the other day 
all of a sudden that she was receiving death threats. So she started and she showed the death threats of like, this is going, you know, like, you know, I'm trying to find it, but like pretty much like you're going to be next and you better watch what you do and, and these victims. And, you know, it was stuff that I would never, ever consider ever, even in a million years, sending to anybody, even if I hated them. But here they were. This is one feeling scared yet. The further the season gets, the more you should be worried about being in public. Talk about a marked woman. And she writes more threats before this. She writes at the pretty mess needs to be executed. And she writes, trying to kill me now. Stop threatening my life. Now, that's horrifying. Yeah, but in my dark, never okay. No, but, of course. But as a public figure, I'm I'm sorry. Public figures do get death threats. It happens, I think, often. And I think right now it's such an obvious ploy for sympathy that it's just like just stop. see. That's that's what I was gonna say, Sophie. Is that like I found it very interesting? Is that I you know I know every star. Every I mean I even get really some really nasty emails yeah, about same. myself. Yeah. And, and and it sucks and it hurts. And like, sometimes I talk about it on the pod, but like, this just strikes me as interesting because it's like, why share that? Cause it almost feels like then you want the sympathy from that. I, I mean, I know that's horrible, exactly. I, but, it, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it almost feels exactly. not real to me. Sympathy. And it, it, I mean, some people bought into it cause they were like, she's getting death threats. Stop talking about her. And the Bravo accounts are like, no, we're going to keep talking about Erica. Like it's yeah. We're well, not Lisa Rinna, talk. even in her story said, you know, we all get caught up in this and that, but let's, let's not threaten lives here and let's not. And I'm like, I, I I'm good. Like I would never threaten it. I, I would never even, the thought would never come in my head, but like Lisa, I'm like, you you're part of this issue too. Like you love to get things so riled up and yeah. like be flippant and funny. What you think of is funny, you know, but it's like a bag of bones being funny. And it's like, it's not funny when you're yeah. just getting people more amped up and like, I don't know. So I just thought that was interesting thing. I wanted your take because she also does these 11 PM tweet storms where Erica Jane started yeah. tweeting about Kabul and Afghanistan. Yeah, Cause that's, you know, I was kind of curious her take on the whole thing, but yeah. like, I mean, amazing that, it's always around like 11 PM when she does it. So, and then she usually waits to get somebody to say something bad about her like you. And then she'll try to make an idiot out of them. And then it usually doesn't work. I mean, it was interesting that she suddenly cares about people, you know, like suddenly yeah. she's posting about Afghanistan. Like suddenly she cares about people. Like I'm not buying it. It's all very calculated and like convenient. She showed us who she was for years, which is someone that doesn't care about the little people who's all about, you know, flaunting her wealth and being extravagantly wealthy and bitchy because she can. It's like, no, we're not going to believe so, that suddenly you're this like, you know. Sophie, like, is it us though? Like, are we, are we, like, are, have we been online too much where we just don't believe anybody anymore? Is it us? Like, I'm trying to like, no, I'm trying to Erica. really think. Is it, no, I mean, no. I know I didn't steal any money, but like, are we just too locked in where it's like but i just feel like this is so clear to me that she's trying to get sympathy because exactly. each week it gets worse for her you know exactly it's all so calculated like i don't believe she is she is clearly a, a liar not to be trusted as we've seen on the show so why are we acting like anything she does is genuine she, um, it's not. no okay yeah i mean i agree with you completely i just wanted your take on that um the good news uh this is good going completely away from erica jane Kylie Jenner trapped a man again. Kylie Jenner trapped a man, got a man to not use a condom, and she is pregnant with baby two from Travis Scott. She did it, you guys. Why does she want? Why does she want Travis Scott? Like 
she could buy Travis Scott and sell him 80 billion times over. She's so rich. I mean, Travis Scott's a great rapper and he no, seems very quiet. Not. She's not that rich. I'm telling you. <laughs> you think she's you think she's trying to get Travis's money? No, Chloe Kardashian is doing Shein ads on Instagram. What is wait, will you explain what that Shein or Shine Shein or what is, is it? Shein is the fastest, fast, fast, fast fashion, like faster than fast fashion, which means it's extremely cheap to make, very cheap labor practices, not good labor practices. They pay their factory workers nothing. They're exploited factory workers. It's just like the worst possible brand ever. And of course, if Khloe Kardashian is doing ads for them, I think they need the mo- money more than, you know, they want us to believe. Same I mean, it is crazy. Kylie doing her Instagram giveaways, like she did one of those loop giveaways a couple weeks ago. Like you would not be doing all these Instagram things if you were that rich. But anyway, yeah, she's pregnant. Hey folks, you didn't start the podcast all over again. It's just your pal. Folks, summer is just around the corner. So it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. And luckily I found Quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Oh, Ryan, uh, doing those commercials I was talking to you about, but I'm actually really excited about this next one, especially uh, they are new to the, the, the podcast and the product is called Osea, and it is uh, 
It's amazing. Uh, I talked with these ladies last week. Um, that's how much they care about their company and these skincare products that they actually wanted to go on a phone call with me after I had received the products to go over any questions I had, how it made my skin feel. Like they really care. They, they even cared how I felt about the product. So you know they care about what you think of the product. And this stuff, folks, I know I'm a dude. But I had my friend Megan try it out. Uh, I told my mom about it. She's excited to try out when she comes this week. Uh, but I was just telling um, I was telling my mom that I was like, I just don't, my skin is just getting to a point where it kind of seems like kind of dead, like a zombie almost. And then I swear to God, this next week when I got home, these products were there and I started using them and I feel better. I look better. Um, I mean, I, th- I think I look better. I'd have to, it's a podcast, but I, I think you guys can tell I sound better at least. But Osea has been making products that do all of this amazing stuff for the last 25 years. And when it comes to clean beauty, Osea is the pioneer. This stuff is not only good for your skin, but it's also good for the planet and it'll help you get the results that you want. So they have award-winning cleansers, serums, and face moisturizers. And they are known for creating amazing body products like their famous Undaria Algae Body Oil, which they sent me, and it's dope, you guys. Which, you know, it is totally perfect because we often forget to take care of our bodies the way we take care of our faces. So even the algae body oil, you can put all over your body. And it is, uh, do I dare say, silky? Uh, it feels luxurious, rich, and the thing is, it's it's um this I didn't know. Like my friend Megan tried it out, and it's it's like not greasy or sticky. She said, and uh, I noticed that it absorbs amazingly into the skin. Skin, so it, it not only moisturizes your skin, which I. I'm an idiot, you guys. I thought, I seriously thought moisturizers had to just be like white. <laughs> like white cream. I didn't know that this this amazing algae body oil moisturizes your skin and it leaves my skin looking way healthier and I dare say I'm glowing right now. So I know what you're thinking, body oil, you know, and if you've used body lotion for years, you might be a little wary of body oils. Um but I got to tell you, I'm a convert. My friend is a convert. Uh, the Andaria Algae Body Oil has been Victoria Beckham's favorite body oil for years. Oh, come on. Victoria, that's a Spice Girl, you guys. But I think you guys are going to be obsessed with it, too. So it soaks in easily. It isn't greasy. And it has this um, um, It has this really nice citrus smell. And I, I know I had COVID, folks, but I can actually smell this. And uh, it reminded me of when I worked at the this day spa. I don't know if you guys know that, but I worked at a day spa and there was always kind of this citrus smell and, and cucumbers as well. But the citrus smell, it kind of reminded me of that. Um, so I can't even tell you how soft and smooth my fin- skin feels right now. If you guys see me, you're welcome to feel and touch my skin anytime. Uh, but it also, I think it actually has made my skin look a lot healthier. Um, and the body lotion, definitely, it can't do that. So Osea's products are clean, vegan, cruelty-free, which is huge, climate neutral, and it's created with sustainably sourced seaweed and made in California. So you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin. And this isn't in the ad, but I did want I, I did want to bring this up is that this company is another company that is entirely uh, female founded 
and run by family. And I think those two things show you exactly why this company is where they're at. I'm telling you, everything this company has done in way of sending me products, getting my feedback, hopping on phone calls, they really, really care about this. And that actually made me really excited to talk about this. So uh, so experience your new favorite clean skincare line with a special discount just for us, you guys. You can get 10% off your first order with promo code SOGOOD. That's S-O-G-O-O-D. It's usually so bad, but I was like, it's got to be so good because this stuff is great. And you're just going to go to O-S-E-A-Malibu.com. And then put the promo code so good in. So you're also going to get free samples with every order. And orders over $50 get free shipping. So you're going to want it all. Um, I'm actually checking out more stuff because I know my mom and sister wanted to try some stuff. So go to OSEAMalibu.com and use code so good. I think I'm going to put my link in one of my stories tomorrow too. And hopefully we can generate some uh, some business for the, the, this fine company. I actually really am excited for you guys to try this. And uh, thank you for listening to this. We got two more to go. But Osea, that is our new skincare uh, of choice. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Okay, so we've got our skin taken care of, but what about our mental health? You guys know my mental health is very important to me. I struggle with it all the time, and by struggle, it means I try to make myself better. I try to help myself, and I'm so proud that this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, which is a uh, organization that tries to help us mentally. So is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? Uh, I know for me, I um, I get scared of success. Like that's something I've I've been scared of my entire life, and that is something that is something that you can actually take to your BetterHelp therapist, and they can help you with this. So BetterHelp will assess your needs, and they will match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And most of the time, you can start communicating, you guys, in under forty eight hours. So it's not a crisis line. This is different. It's not self help. It is a professional therapy done securely online. It is done online, you guys. This is perfect for the times that we are in. There is a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. Now, the service is available for clients worldwide. You can log in to your account anytime and you can send a message to your therapist. You are going to get a timely and thoughtful response, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. 
I've done that many times, you guys. I, I, I've told this story many times, but I used to work and I would like go on my break. I would get in my car, try to make it through LA traffic, go there, wait in the lobby, do my therapy, and then fight the traffic back. And it almost took away all the advantages of therapy just on driving, <laughs> driving back. I would just be so in my head instead of actually working on uh, what we had talked about already. So I just think that is such a, uh, it makes things just a little bit easier. If, if that makes sense. BetterHelp is committed to uh, facilitating great therapeutic matches so that they can make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. Because sometimes, you know, the reality is you don't get it right sometimes on the first try. And they are very committed and concerned making sure that they match you with the right person. So it's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. So BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. So visit betterhelp.com forward slash so bad. That's better H-E-L-P and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. So special offer for So Bad It's Good listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash so bad. And uh, if it makes you feel any better, this is a service I do use. And um, if you have any questions, please reach out to me. A lot of you guys have shared your mental health uh, journeys with me as well as I've shared mine with you. And I think this is the kind of place where we're able to kind of communicate that stuff and realize this is very important. And that uh, I was just talking with a really good friend this weekend about this is that unfortunately, we don't just wake up and magically feel good. Unfortunately, we have to do things every day, just like working out, just like building a muscle to make our, our, our brains work, you know, and our emotions in check. We have to do things and we want to give ourselves the best fighting chance at, at a slim slice of happiness we can on this earth. And I love that BetterHelp is committed to doing that with us. Okay, guys, one more. Thank you for your patience. But I think these are cool products. This one's a little sexy. I know you guys have heard me do this before. So please, uh, one more time with feeling. Uh, today, another sponsor is our favorite company, Dame. We've talked about this on the show before. And I always say, and they always say, that we should seek out what's right for us and not compromise on what's most important in the bedroom. Our relationships should add value to our lives, especially in the bedroom. So why don't we think the same way about our sex toys? Now, Dame Products is a woman-owned sex toy company making the next generation of vulva-tested, vulva-approved vibrators. Now, we got to find a better word for vulva. I mean, I know we're probably not going to do it on the podcast, but, you know, I, I just, I think there could be a better word. So it's founded, this is awesome, by a sex educator and an engineering whiz. Dame develops toys with the help of real humans and couples like you. They're closing the pleasure gap and helping the world one vulva at a time. Their vibrators and accessories are made with medical-grade silicone, smart design principles, and lots of love, earning glowing press from the New York Times, W Magazine, and many more. So whether you're a couple looking for an extra boost where it matters, because there's no shame in that, you guys, or on a journey of self-exploration, which once again, no shame in that, we are sure they will earn a spot on your nightstand. So uh, I recommend the uh, the Ava, which is a couple's vibrator giving you clitoral stimulation during penetrative sex. Uh, I'm currently not having sex, but this sounds like something that 
if I got to that point, I would use. So it's it's flexible wings tuck under your labia for a snug fit. And the best part, Dame offers hassle-free returns within 60 days, so your satisfaction is literally guaranteed. Really, take that in. You can return something in 60 days. Guaranteed. So go to dameproducts.com forward slash so bad today for 15% off site wide. Again, go to dameproducts.com forward slash so bad today for 15% off site wide. And guys, thank you for listening to those commercials. I know it's a pain and it interrupts the flow, so I appreciate it. I get it, you guys, but thank you, thank you, thank you. And now let us finish off with Sophie Russ. Cool. <laughs> I mean, do you think, wouldn't it be funny if she just drops Stormy completely? She just like hands Stormy off to an assistant or oh, to Chris. Stormy's so cute. Like, sorry, Stormy. That's not going to happen because Stormy is so cute and perfect. But also Stormy but- better be like, uh, you better recognize whose house this really is to that new baby. Yeah. You know, well, it's Stormy's, Stormy's probably, world. I saw a lot of stuff of people being like, Stormy's probably so pissed. She has to like put her <laughs> hair down. I'm like, no, she probably is really happy. But, you know, she doesn't. Kylie is probably like so, such a helicopter mom, like always, <laughs> always, always, always obsessed with Stormy, like blowing up her, her face for her birthday parties, like get a hobby. Oh my God. Can you imagine? Are we going to have to have another Stormy world, but for this new baby with a scary inflatable head? I'm sure. I'm sure it's going to be, you know, more extravagant, you know, birthday knickknacks that, you know, pollute. Again, speaking of things that are bad for the planet, like Shein, like I always think about all of the knickknacks they get for every single party in Stormy World, whatever it is, and yes. like end up in landfills. Or, or that I imagine they have some like big storage facility in Calabasas where there's just like big, huge inflatable heads, like storage and stuff like that. Don't you think Wait. like they just keep all their storage, like all yeah, inflatable well, like, heads? I guess, but like, okay. Like so when, when Stormy's 21, it's like, we want to take you to the storage and show you all your creepy inflatable heads from each one of your birthdays. It's like the old attic, you know, in movies, <laughs> but it's like it's yeah. <laughs> the ghost of ah! <laughs> somebody will be murdered in this, <laughs> this facility tonight. Um, you know, what's funny also about the, so she never announced it. Like, I don't think that Caitlin slipped up. Like everyone thinks she did because apparently yeah what's his name? What are one of the son's names? Bert. Uh, Bert. Yeah. So Caitlin, you guys, I was, this was another new story. Caitlin got a, I uh, was like, yeah, baby. I'm, uh, I'm a great grandma, 18, beautiful, a 19 pretty shoe. We've just found out another buns in the oven. And so everybody took that to be like, Caitlin screwed up again about Kylie. Like Caitlin, everybody's like, Caitlin's such a fuck up. I love that. The rap on Caitlin is like, what a fuck up Caitlin is. And then it turns out Bert's wife is pregnant with, so Caitlin might not have fucked up. Well, right. So I'm wondering if the the news came out about Kylie's pregnancy. They they were like, oh, shit, like they're going to know. So let's announce it because people think that she was like waiting to announce it at the Met Gala. Like, I don't know. When's the Met Gala? Um, September or something. OK, are you so going next month? Am I going? Yeah. 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 Okay. I already have my outfit. Well, I just heard there was it was going to be more Internet focused this year. Like there was going to no, I'm not joking. I know, but by the way, those lists going around with like Jeffree Star and James Charles are so fake. Don't believe that. It's like the Epstein logs. Well, Jeffree Star is not invited to the Met Gala. Sorry. It's just, no, he's like, he's been way too problematic to even be on the same, like. It would be sad if like all of a sudden Jeffree Star was at the Met. Like it would be, it it would feel like the Empire won from like Star Wars. It's like, ooh, no, no, you know. 
I I don't think he like there's no way that that list that's going around like it's just so fake. So yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Dame Tana Mongal or Tana Mongal oh uh, up to the stage. Ew. Ew. Um, but is that where we're headed though? Is that like considered like the Cary Grants and the Fred Astaire? Like, is that no, what fashion not, is now? No, because the TikTok stars and and you know those people are and the YouTubers and stuff. They're very popular with like Gen Z, but it has not at all translated into like the millennial or older audiences at all. Like you see whenever Addison Rae is trending on Twitter, it's never for anything good. Like people like do not <laughs> like Addison Rae, but she has her like little baby fans. So it's this like, Friday, he's all that's premiering on Netflix. Oh, can't wait. It looks so bad from like the trailer. So bad. It's good. I'm definitely going to watch it. I oh, think it's, God. I mean. What, I'll watch it. I'll well, watch did you, it. And you did you see, because Courtney's in it too, of like, hey, what's going on, everybody? Yeah, like she's she eating like, a salad. Yeah, she's like, so what's his deal? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> so, her one line. <laughs> I know. What if you great of it is just the one line? Yeah, I um, think that's it. <laughs> uh, more Kardashian news, of course. Uh, we got a, a photo today of Kim Kardashian coming out of her car and she was playing Donda, Kanye's yet-to-be-released album, and Kanye has now announced another stadium show at Soldiers Field in Chicago, which is like, dude, I can I'll play your CD at like a park if you want. Like, but like, let's release the CD. I feel like <laughs> I, I mean, let's release the music. But yeah, we also got word from the camp this week that him and Irina, Irina Shake are done. So I'm really hearing oh, that this reunion. That. No, but I'm hearing her. Him and Kim are getting back together. Are you hearing that or no? Uh, I mean, I'll believe it when I see it. I personally do not see it happening, but like, we'll see. Okay. Um, also, Amelia. Wait, did you see that I saw Chrissy Teigen? Oh, I sent it to you. Yeah, Chrissy so we texted God. actually. You guys, I was going to save that for later, but uh, somebody had a star spot sighting this week. Chrissy Teigen ran into Sophie Ross on the streets of New York. And uh, it would, no, actually you, well, you were just walking and you just casually so bumped funny. into John Legend. I was just walking home from work. My office moved from Midtown to Soho, which is like a better location. But I um, was just walking down Soho. You would not see this happen in Midtown, by the way. No one knows Chrissy Teigen sightings on, you know, in Herald Square. Why is Midtown but, bad? Yeah, it's just like where the tourists, like the Empire State Building, that was like where my old office was. But um, yeah, so I was just walking home from work and I hear, let's get ice cream for Luna. And I was like, <laughs> and I looked up and they were literally right in front of me. And then I saw Luna. I didn't see Miles. I may have missed him. I don't know. They had like their little posse bodyguards or whatever. And I, they were like crossing right, literally right in front of me. And then at that moment I turned and followed them just across the street and they were going to like some little ice cream stand for Luna. And at that point I was like, John, I was like, I'm from Ohio too. Go Bucks. Cause I know he's like a Buckeyes fan. And he was like, oh, nice. And Chrissy was like, oh, H. And I was like, oh, H-I-O. And then did you ask for a personal apology from Chrissy? It's funny because like, I know that she is on her best behavior right now. She has to be nice to everyone. She's literally on her best behavior. <laughs> I mean, she's got to be, so right? It's like, I, I was like, oh, she was really like friendly. She was nice. And I'm like, she has to be. I can't fall for it. Well, but I mean, I, I got to say stars make you fall for things. Like, so I once... I worked at a massage, a fancy massage place when I first came to LA. And I remember thinking Anne Hathaway was in love with me one day. Like oh she I just stars make you believe 
that you are the most special person in the world. Like I was like, Oh my God, Anne Hathaway's in love with me. And then I realized, then I saw her deal with my other uh, employee and I was like, Oh my God, Anne Hathaway's in love with him too. Like she just stars just make you, you want to be in their, their light, you know? I actually saw like a bunch of Demois posts about how everyone who's ever met Harry Styles literally is like he's in love with me like the way <laughs> he, the way that he treats people like yeah. fans or whoever it is like he looks into your eye and like stares into your soul and is just like you feel like he's in love with you and i'm like yeah that's probably why he's like such a such a successful uh, such a say that three times fast <laughs> such, successful. A successful, such as red leather yeah, yellow leather you know, he he clearly has that very like i hear bill clinton's basketball. the same way too where it makes you feel like you're the only person in the room I'm not joking. No, no, I'm totally, no, there's no joke there. It's that Bill Clinton supposedly has this charm that when you're around him, it's scary. No, I mean, manipulates little girls. Exactly. No, I'm not joking, but that's, that's That's part of when used in the wrong hands. That's a power that is very, you know, when what, what'd you say? When, when the wrong hands, you know, like it's, it's only some people have that quality, but like Bill Clinton having it scares me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are people that use it for evil. I saw that he was at some like charity baseball game in the Hamptons. This he week looks horrible. Like, Did you I was see like, him? Why are people hanging out with Bill Clinton in the Hamptons? Why is anyone hanging out with him? Like, I don't understand. Here's another thing I don't understand. Tell me more about Zoe Kravitz and Channing Tatum as oh, yeah, Hollywood's like new that. income. But wh- wh- I, what I, I don't, but why do you, what, what does it do for you? What are you, what are you feeling when you see it's them just together? unexpected because I feel like Zoe Kravitz is very like alternative and like her husband before was like this, not, I don't think he was famous. Was he? I don't believe so. No, yeah, he I'm, was kind of just like, you know, this artsy. I just think of like a creative, like in the art scene in Brooklyn or whatever it is. That's who I think of when I think of Zoe Kravitz. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, Channing Tatum, who also is divorced and he's like this hot Hollywood hunk. It's just like it's an unexpected pairing, but they're both like hot and like divorced. It's like, yeah, it's fun. And they look like they were having fun together. But why is he always on a BMX bike? Like I was like, is this the eighties? Like is is like little bikes like that still like a thing? Like I, I sh- it, it reminds me of like the people like that live near me on Melrose. They're always just like it's an older dude with a way younger girl. Like because I live near the high school, and it always looks like oh that older guy's like trying to hang with the younger girls, you know. I don't know why anyone rides anything. When I was in LA and my friend, my friend made me do the birds, but I didn't want to do my own because I was scared. So I just went on the back of hers and it's so scary. It, but by the way, but I love how the, all the girls were like, I'd like Channing to take me on his BMX bike. Like, yeah. really? You want to ride on a BMX bike? Like, what about a car? Yeah. What about a car? I mean, actually, I've had a rule my entire life from my dad that I'm never allowed to go on a motorcycle ever because he witnessed like a motorcycle accident of someone who like just got destroyed, like decapitated in the middle of the street. Oh, oh. So, yeah, no motorcycles for me. Well, we better get to something that I feel like you are very passionate about, (laughs) as well as a lot of us. And we only have a small amount of time to stop this (laughs) is that. Greg Grippo from The Bachelorette appears to potentially be the front runner for the next Bachelor. Is this true? Because I was also hearing that it's going to be that other pretty boy, Tyler Cameron. 
I wish it was Tyler. I mean, I'm not even a huge Tyler Cameron stand, but like Greg is the worst choice, as you could see by the backlash, because even the people that bought into his act, his act was that I was so in love with Katie and she didn't respond the way I wanted her to. He was never in love with her. He was trying to become The Bachelor. So even the people that like, you know, believed him originally are like, wait, but he like, you know, didn't he didn't he couldn't do the process he got mad at her for being the bachelorette now he's gonna turn around and be the bachelor like he looks like a hypocrite um he's manipulative he's like emotionally abusive he's a gaslighter why, why would he even still be in the running after all exactly. the information that came out i don't understand that exactly and also i mean just from you know what i know is that the producers and, you know, some of Greg's family were just like reaching out to some of his exes to make sure that nothing else was coming. I'm like, that's when you know that he has done bad things. If the family feels the need to reach out and say, hey, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, they're clearly trying to silence these ex-girlfriends. And it's like very, very, very messed up. That's why I'm so passionate about him. Like, this is actually, actually really, really, really messed up because this is a horrible, horrible person. But it's not like proven to be horrible many times over and only ever wanted to be the bachelor who was clearly not ready for marriage. Why are we making him? I want to just watch like someone who is genuinely, I don't know who that is. And they need to stop like casting all these clout chasers. Cause I just want to watch someone who is genuinely right. Like Zach and Tasha, I feel like they genuinely were both. I like Zach. Yeah. yeah. Zach was just a guy who was literally just ready for marriage. You know, he was in his late thirties, like, he knew he is a like a former addict. He's been through a lot. He's survived a lot. He wants to just find his person. It's like, why can't we just have people that are genuinely looking for love and not all of these 22 year old clout chasers? I mean, Greg's 28, but that's like 22 for, you know, now I talked to Mike Johnson this week. He'll be on the pod this week or last week, but he'll be on the pod this week. Uh, awesome dude. He was rumored to be the first African-American bachelor, uh, but they went uh, with what's his name uh, instead. But he was awesome. And this dude, like he was telling me a story and I was like, and he was like a really genuine dude. And also he was not trying to be, he's not trying to be on the bachelor anymore. He's not trying like, cause he's like, cause I was asking him questions. He's like, ah, I hate sometimes these questions. Cause then it acts like I'm trying to be on this show. And he was yeah. actually just a really, you know, when you talk to real people, you're like, oh, yeah. this is a real dude. Yeah. And I'm like, I do think there are some really good people out there, but the Greg thing, I thought, I just thought that was out of contention after all the stuff that came out because yeah. Also, why wouldn't they vet all of the guys on The Bachelor a little harder before they get on The Bachelor? Because it it seems like there wasn't a lot of digging to find out the stuff that even you found out. And by the way, do you feel a little pressure to get that article out before any announcements made? Well, I'm just like, everything is happening so fast. Like, I just want to know what is happening with Greg's status with like The Bachelor thing, because the fact that producers were reaching out like they were slating him. But then it, it was like Michael A., Michael A is um oh, the guy with the kid. It, yeah, he turned it down apparently, and then there are rumors that Andrew S turned it down, which I don't believe. I I have a, I like am ninety nine percent sure that Michael A actually was offered and turned it down. Andrew S I think is just like rumors. Like he apparently a girl like was hooking up with him or went on a date with him or something. He was like, yeah, I turned down the Bachelor. I'm like, he yeah, but I bet everybody, I bet everybody says they turned. I like, I right. turned. I'm like Andrew S though would be. I mean, he's someone that I feel like I would be more willing to watch than Greg. Mike Johnson for sure. He would be a great Bachelor. Like 
Well, like Bachelor in Paradise, I feel like we're probably going to see some contenders come out of there. It's like, why are they pushing Greg on us when literally more than half of the audience, from what it seems, is like disgusted by him? I know it's very split, but like most people are like actually physically triggered by him because of not only the behavior, behavior that he displayed, but just everything that's come out about him. And it's like, can they survive that? Like, I don't think that they're going to stick with him after the backlash. I mean, I'm, I'm crossing my fingers, but I just do not see it happening still. That's what scares me, though, sometimes about the world we live in is that I know everybody's like, oh, everybody's going to be picked apart. And I'm like, no, it, it's not like that. But it's like what does scare me is that when all this information comes out and then people still don't care, then I'm yeah. like, oh, that's scary because you're saying that basically, you know, like there is like a certain behavior that like we are trying to teach our are, are, I don't have any kids, but if I did, like, what aren't we trying to teach our, our men and our like to how to yeah. how to treat other people properly? And, right. and then sometimes you do lose out on things, but maybe it'll make you a better man in the long run. You tweeted something today. I think it was a Dumois uh, oh, thing that yeah. really upset me because some girl was hanging out with Greg this weekend and said something like he was very shy, but loving the attention. And I'm like, nobody that's shy loves the attention. You can't yeah. do both. You, you What he did probably goes, I'm very shy. And she's like, you're really good looking too. Like, you know, like that, the fact that somebody tells you that they're shy, but then you can tell that they're loving the attention. That's not a shy person. I'm sorry. It's not a shy person. He's somebody that's an actor. Every actor will tell you that they're an introvert. I'm very, I'm an introvert. I act like I can, I'm an extrovert, but really I'm an introvert. That's an actor bull. That's an actor bullshitting, like to try to get in somebody's pants. And I bet I, I would be curious how many people Greg has hooked up with in the last three months. I would oh, just be curious. I, I, I would just be curious. Of, I mean, I saw a bunch of tweets and stuff. I don't know if they're real or not, but people were saying that he, I mean, I do not know. Again, I'm like, these could totally be fake, but someone was like, yeah, he like banged my friend without a condom yesterday or like something. He made like love. So it's called making love, not banging. Oh, uh, but yeah, <laughs> like I'm sure he's running around, you know, New York, like sleeping with everyone, telling girls that he's going to be the next bachelor. Like, He's just a giant, disgusting douche. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, very, <laughs> yeah, it's like ABC is co-signing, like, his be- like rewarding that behavior. Yeah. And I mean, tr- truly rewarding. I mean, it's and it's all, all for a pretty face and, like, a, a, a story that you can't even back up anymore. Like, part of it's the story that we fall in love with, too, is the story of, like, a, a hardworking guy from the Midwest or a guy that never really, you know, you got to from New Jersey. No, I, I'm talking about, like, other stories. Oh, like, yeah. you know, like, the stories that, like, these shows try to sell us on. Yeah. Uh, on the other end, did you watch Bachelor in Paradise? I kind of really well, enjoy- wait, but really fast before yeah. we move on from the Greg stuff, it just pisses me off that people are like, how are you coming up with this from a three-minute conversation? So let's be clear that the things that were shown in the conversation were highly disturbing, his behavior. The fact that he stonewalled her and wouldn't look her in the eye when she was crying, that is disturbing. There were many, making- that wasn't you that's gaslighting like making her question what like everything about it was very disturbing on top of everything else that's coming out like it's more than just the three minute conversation like shut up and also the greg stands the greg defenders are the people that a lot of them are sending me horrible dms speaking of really really those are the people that are like they cannot handle that i'm trying to take down their king because it's like they just don't understand. But anyway, yeah, I watched. What do we show. call them? The hungry, hungry grippos. Like oh, they what, call what? themselves um, grippo grippos girls. Oh, sounds like man, like the Manson family. Yeah, um, 
Yes. Yeah, okay. but I watched Bachelor in Paradise. It was good. Yeah, like it's like I'm into the season so far. That grocery star Joe, it's like, dude, get off the island. I don't think this is for you. The fact I that he had it Demi, though, Demi's so annoying. Oh, Demi's annoying. Demi's a clown. Demi's a cloud chaser. Now there yeah, is somebody that is like, and I think she's lame as f. Sorry, I just yeah. think she's like dumb. Like she's a dummy, and yeah, she thinks she's so hot annoying. shit. I don't like it. Sorry. Um. Yeah. Okay, uh, a couple more things. You guys are going to be happy to hear. Jennifer Lopez is seen wearing a gigantic diamond ring and planting a kiss on Ben Affleck for her 52nd birthday. And they had an amazing weekend with the families, you guys. They went and saw Hamilton. But I am starting to wonder if, like, and especially with Ben, how we know how he likes to go through women and, you know, and maybe J-Lo to a degree. But, like, I wonder if, like, the reality of the situation is setting in, like, it's not all yachts, you know, they're going to have to be in LA and kind of, you know, like Ben's going to have to wear what JLo puts out for him. You know, like, I wonder if the reality is setting in at all. Do you ever think about that, about like that after that honeymoon period is over? No, I don't think about them at all, Ryan. You know that. <laughs> no, I mean, and you're like, oh, like, do you ever think about relationships? There's obviously a honeymoon period. Oh, yeah, and I just wonder. Thing, for sure. Yeah, that's definitely a real thing. Yeah. 100%. So yeah, I'm sure it might be setting in, but I feel like, you know, if, if what we're reading is to be true is that he's so in love with her. So yes. I don't know. Okay. So that's uh, on the, we, we got to keep an eye on that folks. Cause I have a feeling we're going to have the end of that relationship before the end of the year. <laughs> now this, I need to, uh, I need to talk about, I should have brought this up with Kanye earlier, but this is hysterical to me. Kanye seemingly responds to latest Drake diss verse in a group text with Pusha T. So this is hysterical. Um, Drake in a song, uh, he was guesting on a song and it was on trippy reds, new song betrayal. The fact that I even say trippy red, it cracks me up. And this is the lyrics that Drake raps all these fools on beefing that I barely know 45, 44 burned out. Let it go. Yay. Ain't changing shit for me. It's set in stone. And then page six goes, Kanye West is 44 years old. And that's the lyric. And then Kanye is on a group text with a bunch of guys, I guess. And uh, he posted a screen grab to his Instagram, which he then deleted in a pure housewives fashion. And he had added Pusha T, which, by the way, Pusha T, if you guys must know, three years ago, this started a huge Drake Kanye beef because Kanye produced Pusha T's album. And it had uh, and Pusha T is the guy that wrote the song of Adidion, I believe, which is drake's baby's name or drake's son's name and it was drake's secret child that came out because of Pusha t and kanye so there is huge beef so kanye uh writes in this group text i live for this i've been fucked with i've been fucked with by nerd ass jock n-word like you my whole life you will never recover i promise you and then he included a picture of walking phoenix in full joker makeup <laughs> oh my god yeah i love that part oh my god i know he's so funny so but it's like i love see i love that the real kanye is in there still like Where's the, where's, where's God now, Kanye? Like, does God, was God on that group text? Like, where's the Sunday service now, Kanye? You're literally doing Joker memes. I know. I love that about him. Like, like he's just I will, so funny. You will never recover. I promise you. I think that they've made up though. And that maybe this is like a. Well, no, supposedly they did make up, but now they did. 
they didn't make up anymore. But I don't think I think this is very real because Drake was supposed to uh, release Certified Lover Boy a couple of weeks ago, yeah. and now Donda. Like Kanye supposedly is waiting for Drake to release to release on the same day, so he can uh, he can mess with Drake's record sales. So they are kind of doing this weird pissing game. Uh, that's the rumor. Um, we'll see, but it does make sense. Also, Drake came out this week and admitted that he had COVID. Uh, he didn't say exactly when, but he did say it has affected his hair growth. Drake, I'm not said joking. That? Drake said because somebody uh, made a joke about the little heart he puts in his hair that it wasn't growing in right. And he said, yeah, I had COVID. And since then, my hair hasn't grown right. Oh, my God. I love how, like, just weird and random Drake is. Not that that, that, that's that weird. It's not his fault. But, like. But it's weird how it just came out like that, you know? Well, it's funny because, yeah, it's like you don't imagine these tough rappers being like, yeah, COVID fucked my hair growth. Like, it's just unexpected from him. But yeah, a lot of things Drake has done lately are just like his selfie, his selfies lately, like the mirror pictures. Yeah, what is, I mean, that's enough. I mean, I think when you get like that big of a star um, that you just lose sight of like, you know, like us normal normies, like a guy normies, like I don't like I, if I, I'll take some mirror shots if I'm wearing like a cool housewives t-shirt, but other than that, you're not getting any kind of, uh, sexy shot from me, you know? Like, I mean, the fact that Drake, that's part of his thing of like, I look tough in this full outfit made of Birkin leather, you know? Right. 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 Um, Oh yeah. I'm just like, Hey Drake. (laughs) Okay. A couple more things before we close out here. Uh, this is just a really, okay. This is like a, kind of a horrifying story and it ties in with uh, another story but Britney Spears of course this week we're moving towards this this free Britney movement but unfortunately there has been some trouble with Britney this week and that a housekeeper uh said uh there has been a fight or something about her dog um there was a dispute of uh with her dogs and she has been reunited with the dog, but I guess the employees took the dogs away from Brittany um, because they were worried about the dog's health. Now, um, they became concerned with the animal's well-being, so a housekeeper uh, took Spears' dogs to a veterinarian, um, and then supposedly there might have been a scuffle between Brittany. Uh, but I don't think we have any proof of this, and... It also just weirds me out of like we were told we would be getting a lot of weird stories about Britney and potentially her sanity as it gets closer to potentially actually freeing Britney, you know? Yeah, they're trying to like make her look insane. Yeah, it's not surprising. But I'm also not saying like, you know, human beings are complicated. people. Like, I'm not saying she doesn't have issues like we all have. I'm not saying she might have even gotten to a fight with a housekeeper if somebody's actively keeping your dog away from you like who knows you know yeah exactly yeah a lot of people would freaking like do anything to get their animals back even if it means looking insane yeah it just it bums me i don't know so that but this was the other thing that in the britney universe that i found very interesting i don't know i think you guys all remember leave britney alone chris crocker right yeah so this was fascinating Chris Crocker now is Kara Cunningham. Yeah. Uh, yeah she yeah. is transitioning. Yeah. The creator of the viral 2007 video, Leave Britney Alone. Kara Cunningham, formerly known as Chris Crocker, announced her life-changing decision on Instagram Tuesday, writing, it's been 33 years coming, and I'm happy to be in a place where I can embrace who I am. 
Uh, I have put my identity and personal happiness aside for so long out of fear of rejection or me not wanting to embarrass my family. Then I realize anyone who loves me for me won't be embarrassed and would have shown genuine interest in how long I have felt this way in the first place. Um, uh, Cunningham, who was starting hormone replacement therapy Wednesday, said the process will be lonely, but she needed to do this for her gender dysphoria. Um, and there's a shot of her, a uh, very pretty, uh, blonde, uh, girl, it looks like, um, I just thought this was, uh, interesting. Uh, I always support anybody trying to, to be more, uh, like themselves, but I just thought that was like, uh, I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, you know? Yeah, no, very happy for her. Someone, a tweet was like, she's the most vindicated person of like the century, literally like everyone was making fun of her for saying, leave Britney alone back in the day. And now look at the entire world, you know? Well, I mean, she did do it very extremely. Leave Britney alone! She was very passionate before anyone else was passionate about it. No, you're right. You're completely right. Um, couple last things. Netflix announces this week that Tiger King 2 is coming. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like the Tiger King boat might have passed. Like, what, yeah, what is there to cover? I, I bet it'll be like that making a murderer where it was like the guy's in jail, but you just follow the people of like, uh, this is that girl that got her hand gnawed off at the house. She doing now? Like, I bet it'll just be that or the fight to get Joe Exotic out of prison, I bet. Not interested. Tiger okay. King was like, it was, it, it was what it was at the time that it was necessary but we have surpassed the need of more Tiger King. You know what? I watched five episodes of this this weekend. Uh, F Boy Island. Oh, I love that show. It's so good. It was. It, it grew on me. Like it, it did grow I on love me. It. You know? Yeah. Oh my god, I'm obsessed. I already finished all of it. So let me know oh, when you finish it. I started right. I started watching. Uh, this is going to come out. I think September 9th, You guys the Lulu row documentary on Amazon. Oh, did that come out yet? No, it's not out yet. I got, uh, I think I'm going to be interviewing some people for oh. the the thing, but it is, I watched the first part and it is so good. I'll give, I'll, wait. Yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll Thanks. give you after. Yeah. Um, um, but it's real. Like guys, I think this is beyond your radar. Cause I immediately got suckered. Like, I mean, no, yeah, I, I'm, it's, it's really good. And, like documentaries about scams and stuff like that. Um, Okay, and lastly, Brody Jenner is assaulted by a stranger while celebrating his 38th birthday in Las Vegas, where the reality star stomps on the attacker after being put into a headlock. So uh, Brody was celebrating in Vegas this weekend, and supposedly a guy uh, went for him, but Brody, in true Southern California fashion, stomped the attacker um, cause Brody is, and then he went home and took a bubble bath, a luxurious bubble bath. Like he does on the Hills all the time. Oh my God. Uh, okay. Brody. I wonder, I didn't hear about that, but interesting. Doesn't it suck though, to get into your mid thirties and still have to like throw birthday parties in Vegas because that's how you make your money. Yeah. And it's also, he's just like, yeah, like he's kind of just a sad figure to me. Well, I'm like, he's just like this forever, like Peter Pan syndrome bachelor, like fighting in Vegas. Like, go, go actually. Do, we're tired of you. His well, it, has gotten old. It, it reminds me of the Lord a little bit, Scott Disick, which, yeah. by the way, did you see Amelia Bedelia uh, posted that this weekend that she loves Kathy Hilton on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? And it's like, leave Kathy, leave Kathy alone. Yeah, leave Kathy like, alone. Yeah, stop trying to um, nope. ride her coattails now that your mom is going to be donezo after this season. No, she, wait, why, but what, who? Why is she always like, why is she always posing in lingerie? Like she's a very beautiful girl, but like, 
it's not even for a company. I think she's just doing it to do it. Like, is I mean, it's always like a new lingerie thing. She's all, do you notice that it's always because lingerie with Amelia? Because she's deeply insecure. She's yeah. deeply insecure and she's obviously struggling with eating disorders and she's dating this, you know, piece of shit. She's <laughs> deeply insecure and probably thrives off validation, you know, of, of people telling her how amazing she looks and lingerie and looking sexy and all that. She's just, she's sad. It's sad. Yeah. It's it is sad. I, I, I do think I do agree that that is sad. Um, so I think that's it. You guys, um, uh, what's coming up this week. Anything for you? Yeah, just keep staying tuned for when I'm going to write about Greg because I promise it's coming. It's just yeah, everything. <laughs> it's is like, like winter is coming. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll see when they hopefully they announce The Bachelor for real this week. So I don't know. We'll see. Do you think it'll Either be this week? Working, I don't know. That's what I've been hearing. But like, I don't know. They might they might not like Mike Fleiss is so annoying. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, yeah. You have five. I do actually want to get your uh, only fans. I wanted to get your opinion on this. Only oh, fans, God. only fans made an announcement this week that they will no longer, uh, I think after October be able to show any, uh, they'll be able to show nudity, but no kind of sexual situations. Um, and it kind of wipes out like the, like the only fans oh, was built on the back of all of these sex workers. And, uh, to me, it kind of seems ridiculous that all of a sudden, so they can actually work with major credit card retailers and things like that. They're all of a sudden put this into place, but it's like, well, isn't that who's shopping like i'm not a Dorinda dorinda medley's only fans you know what i'm saying like dorinda and sonia has only fans but like i can't imagine that's bringing in tons of money for only fans why are they doing this do you know anything well it's apparently because of the um like mastercard or whatever like payment services they're working with some of their big sponsors yeah are that was you know their choice um they were given like i guess i don't know some an ultimatum i don't know how yeah Basically, it was because of the money, because of the sponsors. I just feel like uh, so shitty because all of these stupid. They're gonna, they're literally going to go. They're gonna go under now. Like no one is going to use OnlyFans. They're gonna go. I think there's like something called Just for Fans or like it's like like. Yeah, I, I saw all the. I there's a, a couple of people that I follow that have OnlyFans things, and they said they're all going to different places. Yeah, or like, this yeah, is exactly. Or, it's like this is the know. dumbest thing they could do. They think that people are so loyal to OnlyFans as an app or as a. It's like they're not. They're you gave them a way to make money from sex work and. If you're going to take that away, then they're going to find another platform to do it on. So fuck off. Yeah. I mean, on, honestly, I, I just thought that was so weird. I, I think Tumblr kind of tumbled that way as well when, uh, I don't know, I just thought that was really gross to do to a bunch of people that are making a good living uh, doing that. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, no, so, it's horrible. It's horrible. Uh, yeah. Sex work is real work. I mean, I think that's pretty it obvious. Is. So, um, okay. Sophie, thank you so much. This went so fast. Uh, I was... Uh, we really covered the gamut. Oh, also Bill Cosby might be Mary Cosby's uh, relate relative because Mary Cosby's husband is Bill Cosby's brother. That just came out this week. I didn't know that. That just came out a couple days ago. Robert Sr. is Bill Cosby's brother. So Mary Cosby is related to Bill Cosby. Isn't that insane? Oh my God. And the fact that like that was never like addressed or brought up on the show, they clearly were kind of trying to hide it. I mean, could you imagine if Bill Cosby pops in like that? That would that's be wild. I didn't know that. That's freaking wild. Yeah. So 
you okay, guys yeah. with yeah, that horrifying yeah go watch awesome. potomac uh and we'll uh we'll talk to you next week so okay thanks everyone bye bye Batches.